Hey, Outcomes Rocket listeners, thanks for tuning into the podcast again. Tired of your business's healthcare costs unpredictably increasing every year? Healthcare costs are typically a business's second or third line item expense. And if you're like most employers, it's an expense that's growing faster than your revenue. Luckily for employers, Novetta Health has the solution. Novetta Health is a full-service healthcare consulting firm with proven strategies to lower your healthcare costs by up to 30% or more. They operate on a fee-for-service model and never mark up any of their medical or pharmaceutical claims. None of your employees have to leave their doctor or pharmacist either. Their health captive and pharmacy benefit manager are the most cost-effective and transparent solutions in the whole country. What they do is not magic. It's just honest. So if you're tired of overspending on health insurance and want to learn more, visit outcomesrocket.health save for a free spend analysis to see how you too could save by switching to Novetta Health. That's outcomesrocket.health save for your free spend analysis. Outcomesrocket.health save. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm honored to introduce Daniel Halleck, Dr. Daniel Halleck, Chief Commercial Officer at Wild Leaders. Uh, I do want to preface Dr. PhD. (laughs) He's a PhD, not an MD, but nevertheless, very important as we're going to be discussing the topic of leadership in general, and it's something that's super crucial to us in healthcare. So today's going to be a different type of podcast, not diving into healthcare, but diving into leadership and people development. Wild Leaders is the, is the company of Daniel, and they're all about whole and intentional leader development. They're developing a different kind of leader, a leader who's both bold and sacrificial, who has the courage to go first and the compassion to pay attention to the needs of their followers, who has the vision we want to follow and the humility to recognize that success isn't achieved by one person alone. As the chief commercial officer, he drives strategic commercial initiatives and other operations, product development, and marketing initiatives that support the development of whole leaders. His personal mission is to teach individuals, groups, and organizations how to understand and develop their capabilities. So with that, I want to give you an introduction to Daniel. And Daniel, I would love if you could just fill in the gaps of the introduction and tell us a little bit more about you and the company. Yeah, thank you, Saul. And so glad you clarified the doctor PhD versus MD. It's a funny thing in the work we do. I happened to be a first responder to an emergency in a hotel not too long ago. And as I was helping treat this woman for shock, <laughs> the hotel assistant manager who was with me, you know, we're, we're waiting for the paramedics to show up. And she said, you know, are you a doctor? And I said, <laughs> yeah, but, but not this type. And she said, oh, really? But do you have medical training, EMT? And I thought I started laughing because of the Boy Scout. You got this basic first aid that just came back to me. And so I'm always, it's always my worst nightmare that someone's going to ask you to come and help somebody for that. So my focus, but, you know, I do find a lot of similarities when I talk to my uh, friends in the medical professions about how do you take care of patients as well as how do you help support leaders and people who are entering or in, in leader roles, both from a standpoint of you have to include pathology and the things that go wrong and you also want to look for for health and, and potential and prevention and making things go right and so being able to balance both of those is something I, I appreciate and a focus on only one can lead us in the wrong direction but my work is as you mentioned it's all always focused on how do we help support leaders and we make a distinction between 
developing leaders and building uh, leadership because there's so much good stuff on leadership out there. And, and my focus really is on the leader or leaders in a system. And how do we equip that leader for the moment they're going to have to face something that they weren't trained for, that they were not expecting as a physician who ends up running a group of other medical professionals and providers and has to make hard choices about firing or hiring or how do they build culture and taking their expertise and, and bringing what we know from decades of research on the developmental journey of a leader alongside that. And uh, like you said, the whole unintentional leader development piece, and we want to be able to focus on the whole person, both their strengths and their blind spots, and give people intentional structures to, to grow as those leaders for their sake and uh, the sake of others around them. Love it. No, Danny, I love the message there. And so what would you say is the best way to develop leaders? Maybe you could share some of the framework and give the listeners a teaser of, of some of the work that you guys do at Wild Leaders. Yeah. So let me tell you quickly what we do at Wild Leaders and how that uh, ties in with the research and what we see for the most effective ways to develop leaders. I often think of leader development. I like it to folks like nutrition and health because when you see all the fads that are out there, people switch things all the time, the diets, what someone popular is saying. And yet when I talk to people who understand the science behind it, they're able to draw out obviously localized things to an individual and you got to contextualize it to their story and what their system is. Yet there's enough research that human bodies are not drastically different from each other. And so all the fads change and the same thing happens in the leader development space. Only problem is people are probably less aware that there is research out there. So what we do is we do a lot of leader education, individual work and training. We we have 10 assessment tools. They're a suite that cover the leader's developmental journey from getting a sense of who they are, where they're with their personalities, their character strengths and challenges, developmental readiness to what their, their purpose is or the things they're called to do, looking at how they show up under pressure. There's a lot of research around how people can regulate their emotions, which is different than emotional intelligence, but often what people are really getting at, looking at experiences and competencies, and I'll I'll double-click down there in a minute, to the networks of people they surround themselves with because we don't develop in a vacuum. And then then even looking at who are we then taking this and, and investing in. So a big backbone of our work and really what's changed the landscape in the conversation leader development over the last couple of decades has been this focus on experiences. And one of the questions that often gets asked is, you know, are leaders born or made? And the answer, when you go back to the literature, you, you even look at twin studies and different things of that nature, it tends to be 50-50 at worst and 70-30 at, at best. And so what that means is depending on the person, we all bring stuff into the mix personality and and things are probably a little more trait-like, but there's so much that can be developed. 50 to 70% of it can actually be developed and grown. And one of the biggest things the research has shown is that experiences are the leader classroom for growing your capacity. The problem is this, just because somebody goes through a challenging, catalytic, crucible experience does not mean they will extract the lessons from that moment and turn them into skills or competencies for the next level. And that's important because when you step into a leader role, you're going out in front. We have a simple definition that a leader goes first, and that means leadership is neutral. It can be good or bad. But the person who's making a courageous change somewhere or, or stepping out in some capacity, their experience is different. The problem is some people will, will take those experiences and they'll learn a ton and they'll move to that next level and develop something that they need for that next space, whatever that is, that they didn't have in the past. Others might go through a crucible moment 
and just be burned <laughs> yeah. instead of developed. So there's a lot of evidence around what type of experiences actually help someone go to that next level and what are the skills that they would develop from that. So a lot of our work is working with leaders to identify what are the experiences you need what have you had? What are you going through right now? And what do you need next um, to bring your development alongside the goals of the institution organization that you're in and give them the support alongside those experiences? So the good news is all of us have a leadership classroom. And the even better news is that there are some good evidence and practices to bring, to bring to bear that can help us squeeze the juice out of that. Yeah, some very insightful thoughts there, Daniel. And, and you know, something for us to think about as, as healthcare leaders the experience is the classroom, probably the best classroom. However, people are different and, and how you respond to that classroom could make or break you and definitely some interesting things. And as we approach the realm of healthcare with data and our intentions to make the best decisions to improve outcomes, I think it's really important to consider some of the data and research behind leadership and go beyond the myths and and uh, and thoughts and and pressure test them with data. So I, I love that that Daniel has spent so much time on this topic. And and so what would you say is one of the common myths, Daniel, that people believe in leader development? And uh, how would you dispel it? <laughs> one of the most common myths I see in this is, and I've I've done this myself even, so I've been guilty in the past, is that leadership is a quick fix, or you can just give somebody a personality test give them their colors and call them good and that we're baked. We had a, um, <laughs> we Guilty. had, and I love those are, I've been there too. I mean, there's, Me too. they're great starting points. It's like an appetizer, but they mm-hmm. often leave you saying, I'm hungry. What's next? Yep. We worked with a CEO recently who has a portfolio of companies under his care. And so he's a CEO to CEOs. And we did a two day session with him. And I asked him what his biggest takeaway was. And he said, I was reminded that these CEOs, are still in process. And even though they're seasoned, they still need to be developed as leaders. It's like mm-hmm. a muscle. If you don't work yeah. it, it atrophies. Yeah. And so what that means is if you're going to do anything for yourself individually or for a team or a group or, or even a whole system of raising up leaders, it has to be done intentionally. There has to be structures. It has to be woven into the fabric of your being and not just a one-time appetizer. It's, it's like changing your rhythms for exercise or diet. And so the, the biggest thing I move to now is that it's great to have flashy moments that get things started. And we find that a kickoff with a senior leader's buy-in is critical to making your process work. But how do we work a process in that becomes part of the rhythms so that development becomes less about a thing we've done or a thing we do or ought to check a box off? And just something that is the air we breathe, it is part of what we do. We couldn't imagine doing anything otherwise. We all have rituals and rhythms. So even with our assessment tools, people say, great, can we do them in a week? And the answer is yes, but I'd rather walk through them with you over a year and dig yeah. deep into who you are who you are as a leader and, and your effectiveness and have a continual process. I think of physicians or anyone in the healthcare profession, right? You put so much time into training. And how many of us would actually do that level of intense training and discipline on our own? I mean, how many of us would actually dive into the literature? Do I mean some of the things you can't do that <laughs> you wouldn't yeah. be allowed to without supervision? But you think about it. There's that intentional structure that a program of study gives you, and it surrounds you with people, and it gives you a, a curriculum, if you will, or process. And some of it's self-directed, some of it's curated for you, but it works. 
because that structure is there. And so the same way, I want to give people something that is, is in depth and it goes over, over time instead of just a great flash in the pan that leaves you hungry afterwards. Well said. Well said, and definitely important to consider the impact over time. One of my favorite books is The Compound Effect. Have you ever read that? I have not, but I love that title already because I can just imagine the uh, <laughs> universal truth that comes from our finances to our fitness. <laughs> <with Yep. that. laughs> and you know, the funny thing is that the author is Darren Hardy and one of the things that I like about it is that it's not about what's sexy. It's about what works and being consistent with it. And the application of principles and having an intentional structure is so key. And I never really stopped to think that I can use the same idea for leadership development and the development of leaders in my organization or myself as a leader. Absolutely. Yeah, I love it. I think it's a great, great topic. So what, what book would you recommend to the listeners? You know, on this topic of experiences. There's a great book by a gentleman named Morgan McCall, and it's called High Flyers. He's one of the pioneers in this space of looking at how do we harness the power of experiences to develop leaders. He's out of USC. We've done a lot of research based on what he kicked off and a number Mm -hmm. of others in other places have, but it's a great book that dispels some of the myths we just talked about, but also gives a process for, okay, Daniel, thanks. I've got this leadership lab and I understand that the structures, what do I do? What do I do with that? How do I capture those for myself and be intentional or help others? You know, if an organization says, oh, we're trying to grow to this next level and here's our big challenge. Well, turns out there are some key experiences that you're going to be creating for leaders and some specific competencies you can map them to and, uh, and really extract uh, an incredible learning experience and develop leaders in the process. So it gives some just really easy ways to do that. So High Flyers by Morgan McCall is a great read on this topic. Just great. enough smart, just enough accessible. <laughs> I love it. No, this is good. This is good stuff, Daniel. So folks, for that book, as well as a full transcript of today's talk with Daniel, go to outcomesrocket.health. And in the search bar, type in leadership or type in Daniel Halleck. It's uh, H-A-L-L-A-K. You'll definitely be able to pull all the resources and things that we've discussed today. Daniel, how can people reach out to you and follow you if they want to learn more? Yeah, so a couple of things. Any social media channel, look for Wild Leaders. Uh, Wild, like it sounds. Again, it stands for Whole and Intentional Leader Development. But Wild Leaders is one of our common places to find us looking for Daniel Halleck on LinkedIn or Facebook. And folks can also email me at daniel at wildleaders.org. And always delighted to connect and help people scale their leader capacity. Outstanding, Daniel. Now, this has been a, a really great opportunity to, to engage you on a topic that you're an expert on near and dear to you and one that you've been able to advise many to success. So just want to thank you again. And, and listeners, I want to just give you a call to action to check out the work that Dr. Daniel Halleck has done in this space and how it could impact you. So again, just want to say thanks again for spending time with us. Thank you, Saul. Absolute delight. And keep up the great work you're doing with folks in this field. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more.